Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Hi, my name's Kay. Today we'll be reading from the Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. And we're talking about the millennium to respond to the prophet's predictions. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. That's in Isaiah 9. Also, your people shall be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands that I may be glorified. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end Luke 1. Without the coming kingdom age, none of this could be fulfilled. Biblical prophecy is full of predictions of a coming day when King Jesus will rule over the earth and his saints as co-regents with him. The first time he came to redeem us, but the world rejected him. When he comes the second time, he will come to rule this world in righteousness And during this period, the great predictions of his earthly kingdom will be fulfilled. Kings will fall down before him. Nations will serve him. He will sit on the throne of David and establish his kingdom with justice and judgment. His people will be righteous and Israel will inherit its land. War will be suspended. The Lord's dominion will stretch from sea to sea. The greatest prediction of all may have to do with the factual promise that a descendant of David will sit on Israel's throne in keeping with the covenant of God made with David in 2 Samuel. Your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. This is the promise Gabriel quoted to Mary about her miracle child in Luke 1. Um, Kay, sorry to interrupt when I saw Gabriel. There is a movie out called Gabriel. There is. This movie is so good. So who go stream it, find it somewhere, and you'll see a little boy, and it's an angel, and it's Gabriel. And it's a really touching movie. Great. I'll have to look that one up myself. It will be great, and he'll be called the son of the highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom, there will be no end. Jesus has not yet reigned as an acknowledged king over the house of Jacob, but that will change when he returns. To receive the answer... To the disciples' prayer. The millennium is also the time when the Lord's prayer, or as I like to call it, the disciples' prayer, will be completely fulfilled. Jesus taught us to pray in Matthew 6.10, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Every day, millions of Christians utter that prayer in hundreds of languages, in thousands of diverse settings and situations. Someone somewhere dispatches that plea heavenward every hour of every single day, and we have done it so far the last 2,000 years. God can answer our prayers in intermediate ways now, but the ultimate fulfillment awaits the millennium. That's when the kingdom will come in its fullness and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. To reemphasize man's depravity and the necessity of Christ's death, we also need the millennium to create the conditions necessary for the end of history, the final judgment and the dawn of the eternal state. The millennium is necessary to emphasize human depravity and to demonstrate the utter necessity of Christ's death. What do I mean by that? An incredible statement in Revelation 27 through 9 tells us how the thousand-year reign of Christ will end. It is the most unexpected and shocking realities in Scripture. John wrote, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but you know, you'll hear on TV, it is the most unexpected thing <laughs> that you'll see, like The Bachelor. That's uh, never been. <laughs> yeah. It's shocking. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Right? Yeah. Um, this, is, this is going to be the ultimate breaking news. Unlike anything you've ever seen before. They crack me up. They say it like after every single episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I know, just, when you read no, that, that's just. just to put that in perspective yes, to what right. the world mm-hmm. is thinking, you mm-hmm. know, um, compared to what's really going to oh absolutely come here yeah sorry i gotta get this laughter out of me (laughs) go ahead i'm so sorry just wait till you watch the tv again i know wait till i see it again yeah yeah this is what's gonna come yeah we hope this comes to your mind also okay the most shocking end ever read that sentence again that was pretty interesting i did not know that as well That uh, it's one of the most unexpected and shocking realities in Scripture. This is what John writes. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison, and he will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand in the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. According to the earlier verses in this chapter, when Jesus comes again, Satan will be bound and cast into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Oh, so he's in a bottomless pit when... Jesus comes back and we reign on earth for a thousand years. But at the end of the millennium, the devil will be temporarily released to stage one final worldly rebellion. This tells us things will not be perfect during the millennium. Death, though rare, will occur. Sin, though diminished, will still be possible. 
and the human heart will still be capable of rebellion. When Satan, newly released and furious, goes out into the world, he will deceive the nations again. Demonstrating with absolute finality the utter inability of human beings to chart their own way and to save themselves. This will be the final proof of the hopeless depravity of the human heart apart from grace. The generations have a way of spiraling downward into corruption because our biggest problem isn't our environment. After all, Adam and Eve were in the perfect garden at the time of a sinless world, yet they sinned. The population of the earth will enjoy a thousand years of teaching and testimony and peace, yet it will still end in rebellion. Our primary problem isn't our environment, but the sinful nature we inherited from our first parents. The millennium will prove God's righteousness when those at the great white throne judgment say, Lord God, I just didn't have the right environment. The Lord will reply, I gave you a thousand years of peace and righteousness, yet you still rebelled. Depart from me. I never knew you. Whoa, what a statement. Five profiles of the millennium. Let's shift gears and end this chapter on a positive note. I want to give you five wonderful facts about the millennium. What will it be like? How will we enjoy it? Imagine what it would be like on this earth if all sin were removed. If all rebellion were removed. If all unrighteousness were removed. These are the sorts of blessings the millennium will bring. And the resulting conditions will be characterized by peace, prosperity, purity, prolonged life, and personal joy. Oh, yeah. Prolonged life. So does that mean when he comes back, the thousand years, all these people, because there'll be very few death, it says. There'll be some death, but not a lot. So will those people, like, live for a thousand years? Back in the day? Yeah. It'll be a time of peace. First, the millennium will be a great time of peace. If you visit the gardens of the United Nations in New York City, you may see the sculpture of the Soviet artist Yevgeny Fichilich, depicting a figure of a man holding a hammer aloft in one hand and beating a sword into a plow. The sculpture depicts Isaiah 2-4 and suggests that one of the missions of the United Nations is converting implements of war into implements of peace and productivity. But the United Nations has utterly failed in the attempt. That mission cannot happen on by human effort. For the passage in Isaiah talks about the millennial reign of Christ. He alone can bring peace to the planet. The Bible repeatedly speaks of the reign of peace that will characterize this vast expanse of history called the millennium. In his days, the righteous shall flourish in abundance of peace. For out of Zion, the law shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation 
shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Micah 4. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion, and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze their young One shall lie together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, and the waters cover the sea. War will be utterly unknown during the earthly reign of Christ. Not a single airman planet will be operating. Not a soldier or sailor will be in uniform. No military camps will exist. Not one cent will be spent on military budget. Even wild animals will become dear friends, as it were. How cool. Can you imagine such an age in which all the kingdom of this world and even the animal kingdoms will be in perfect peace. When all the resources of the earth will be available for enjoyment, when all industries will engage in the manufacture of articles of peaceful luxury, is that really possible? Not here, not now, but when Jesus comes. It will be a time of prosperity. The millennium will also be a a time of prosperity. The whole world will be economically healthy and the land of Israel will flourish beyond anything imaginable. Once again, listen to the word of God. I will cause showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. Then the trees of the field shall yield their fruit and the earth shall yield her increase. They shall be safe in their land, and they shall know that I am the Lord. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you, and I will multiply the fruit of your trees and increase your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Behold, The days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. Well, hopefully I won't get a headache. I can't drink wine because I get a headache. So maybe I'll be able to taste it up there then. (laughs) Go ahead, my friend. Oh, my. It will be a time of purity. The millennium will also be a wonderful time of holiness and purity. Sin will be kept in check and disobedience will be dealt with. Let me show you some verses about that. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Isaiah eleven nine. It shall come to pass that from one new moon to another... And from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me. It shall be in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols from the land, and they shall no longer be remembered. 
I will also cause the prophets and the unclean spirit to depart from the land. Wow, Miss Kay. We are going to wrap it up there. And the next time we come together, we will talk about it will be a time of prolonged life. There it is. There it is. Oh, I can't wait to, to read about that. Thanks for stopping by. Hope you have a great week. God bless you and thank you.